0: BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well as, as simply fun kink. Fun. You'll find shows on these
1: topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. Some bondage bonds and the big poly hubbub. Above.
0: You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn as well as Kickstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're
1: offended by adult topics or prohibited by state, national, or international law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. How are you? I am okay. We just took the greatest nap two people have ever taken that did not involve sex.
0: And mine was twice as long as yours, because you had to get some football in. Yours was
1: (laughs) twice as long as mine. Mm. It was good. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about voyeurism. We have an interview with Ember... On ice, mm-hmm. on being a voyeur that we took at the, that we did at the Synergy event recently. Exactly. And we're also uh, going to talk with the creator of something called Bondage Bonds. Bondage Bands, bondage I Bondage Bands, you're quite correct.
0: So do you have it right Look, there? I have it right here. Awesome.
1: BondageBands.com where you'll find out how you can become a ninja of bondage without having to learn all that ropey stuff.
0: No, it's like a single piece Right? I mean, you can do it with just one. We have two, but you can do it with just one, so cool. If you want to do boobies,
1: you should do two. Probably
0: do two, yes.
1: Uh, And some other junk as well. But we will, of course, start off the show with our acknowledgement that Chip the Tentacle Guy is the Tentacle Guy, the only Tentacle Guy, the one and only, the greatest Tentacle Guy ever for
0: 2015. Ooh, nice, nice. So far. So And why is that? Well... I called him out on the show, or we called him out saying, hey, we haven't seen anything in a while. And he sent us a slew of stuff, <laughs> right? So I so much stuff, I haven't had a chance to look at it all. So it's 17 pages of video, scads of images, a book, and 53 pages of stories. It's a lot it's of tentacles. a lot of stuff. I need to put it in one spot on our Dropbox, so that's where I go to for my porn. Uh, next time you're sitting
1: in line waiting for your doctor oh, or something yeah. like that, you'll
0: have Pop something to do. Pop it up there. on my phone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Chip. And then he
1: later sent a tentacle bank, well, a Cthulhu bank as well.
0: Nice, nice. So I asked Chip how I could pay him back, and he said he already had the podcast card Oh, that's true. if we ever show up in the same event, he's allowed to play the card to play with Dawn. He gets to do more than just play. (laughs) You know know what? Cope's coming up, too. Cope is coming up. Do you have a dance card for Cope? I have a full dance card, actually, for Cope. (laughs) Well, that's because we do Scarlet Sanctuary all Friday night. So this isn't like Winter Wickedness where we've got two nights to play. We actually work Scarlet Sanctuary Friday night, and that takes up most of our time. So, you know, that's a whole night of play, but Scarlet Sanctuary is worth it.
1: Yeah, it's really neat to be able to bring some sacred sexuality to the people of the central Ohio, Mm -hmm. uh, the 600 of them that show up for COPE. Right. Um, Although we certainly won't get through 600 people.
0: No, we usually get about 40 when things are running really smooth. Right. So, but yeah, that's a, if you get a chance to try it out and you're coming to COPE. Make sure you get in line to get on the list after opening ceremonies. We don't take reservations.
1: (laughs) You know, we do indeed have a question of the day, which you did not know we had.
0: I did not know we had Because
1: it's uh, buried in here a little bit. Master Witch asked, and this is based on our last show, they Mm -hmm. asked, uh, What are the qualities of a master, and is leather and kink view
0: different? For the quality of a master, is leather and kink view different? Um, I can't answer across the board. What is a master and is it different? I can't answer across the board, but I would say in general, yeah, the view is different. So in leather, my experiences, the view is very much, can you master a person, right? It seems Mm -hmm. to be very much about the relationship. Yeah, of course, leather also has the background of hot leather sex and hot SM Mm -hmm. play and things like that, and that, that can be involved in it. But um, there's a lot... It's it's more about the power exchange currently, from what I see. You know, can you master another person? Um, and be a responsible person. In the kink world... It just doesn't... It, it's still the same, but not as much.
1: I, you know, the, the, I play. wouldn't make the distinction... I, normally, you're right. The, this, it's challenging to make the distinction between the leather and the kink world, because even within those realms what makes a master is vastly different because the definition of master changes so vastly. Right, right. Um, now, we just did a class called Master. Oh, master Hank. The I Master am Hank class.
0: delicate flower. No, submission is a gift and I am a delicate submission is a gift so treat me like the delicate flower that i am and other bullshit that master hank doesn't tolerate yes woohoo! i got it (laughs) that is an entire class that talks
1: about the qualities of a master and what it takes to be an actual master right things like um recognizing it as a responsibility that it's more about sex blah blah blah
0: more than about sex yes yeah
1: for us Right. But again, a lot of people, they use the master-slave title because it is a sex thing. And that's, you know, once you've left the bedroom, it no longer applies. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't care one way or the other. Um, it's fantastic. We do, so we do an entire class on, on those qualities of a master. We published a book that reflects a lot of the qualities of a master.
0: Mm-hmm. And a slave.
1: And a slave as well, yes. So what are some of those
0: qualities? Well, one... uh, responsibility is the big one.
1: Yeah, one of the key, the foundational things for us is that you are responsible for taking care of me. I am responsible for taking care of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like being able to say, you know, is a master allowed to say, shut the fuck up and get on your knees? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If they have the energy and intent to drive the results of that action, then yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it because they're tired of arguing and they don't want to argue anymore, or is it because they want to make a statement that I'm driving, I don't need a backseat driver, right? and will they come back later and say, here's why we're doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Is he or she able to take feedback from a slave without getting their panties in a dither? Right, right. Um, you are more skilled at some things than I am. So, can I just allow you to say, "Yep, hey Don, tell me what, how we should do this?" Because you know understand this stuff better than I do.
0: No, mm-hmm. um, I, I think because I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think why it's different in both communities. I think because they're, because it is different. I think that's why some that start out in the kink community mm-hmm. end up in the leather community. Sure, because. I really it's such a feeling thing and such an emotional thing. It's sometimes it's hard for me to describe, and I know I'm supposed to have words for this. I don't always when it's just a feeling in the pit of my stomach. But when you start out man, I wanna say a lot of what I see in the kink community, and I'm so gonna get bashed for this, is lighter. You know? Lighter. Lighter. Okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, I see Slaves that talk back. I see, you know, just some of the the stuff, I I don't see as much responsibility. I don't see as much rules being followed, I guess, or things like that. And I think because there's more of that over in the leather world, that a lot of people that are really turned on by how it's done in the leather world drift that way. Mm -hmm. So they're around more people that think like they do. It's not always the case. I know a couple of people that are in the kink community as master-slave... They do master-slave kind of, sort of, the same way we do, you know, with some of the same beliefs, not the same same actions. And, and they fit just fine in the kink world and, you know, do just fine with what they do. So all this sounds so judgmental. I'm, having, I'm tripping over some of my words. Well,
1: the, and the funny thing is that's why we created the Master Hank class to be Master Hank talking instead mm-hmm. of Dan and Don. Right. Because it is a very judgmental place to sit. But it is a spot where if somebody asks you what's the qualities of a master and you're honest opinion, mm-hmm. these are things that make that. Uh, that my slave should be a reflection of me.
0: Absolutely. That's not
1: something that's you know, negotiable. If you're a master, and again, pardon in the gender specifics, or whatever term you want to use, right, your slave's a reflection of you. If you're not willing to stand up for that, stop calling yourself master. Um, you know, knowing the difference about when to correct, discipline, or punish.
0: You know, they're all different things. Being able to live in a glass house. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that the, the whole, um, correction, discipline, punishment, I find that it's usually someone in the kink world that's asking me, so how do I punish my new slave? Right. How often? How? How do I modify their behavior with punishment? Blah, blah, blah. And it's all about the punishment. That could just be newbie stuff. Don't know. Very well could be, but it seems to be a theme. Whereas in the leather world, that's not the theme. The, the theme is what action should I take to steer my slave in the right direction that I want to be served. Mm-hmm. Which is different than how do I punish my slave to get what I need, right? So, But again, I know this comes off as a little judgmental. It's just what I've observed.
1: But power exchange is our... Our home, our foundation, Absolutely. and that's why we 're passionate about mm-hmm. it and If you go to a leather event there's contests right you know, and there's a specific way that the things that they 're looking for on a master and it's slave for that well mm-hmm. as well that when you have five judges or six judges sitting there saying these are the qualities of a master there's some commonality in the leather world that you don't have in the kink world, and that 's really the biggest difference mm-hmm. if you're a leather master, there should be some qualities that you can, that you exhibit that other masters could exhibit as well mm-hmm. where in Kinkland there's no value there's no meaning to it whatsoever right so that's the question of the day i'm already tired of that question of the day master hank wants to come out and just slap people around <laughs> um, if you would like to send us a question or tell us to get on with it you can get a hold of us via the contact info for example you could go over and write us an email send it to dan and don at
0: eroticwackening.com or you can find us on FetLife. Our group is Erotic Awakening Two Words. Look for the owners. That's who we are. And you can send us messages. Or just call us
1: at 4-1... Sorry, area code 6... Uh, sorry, international one 414 <laughs> 2072
0: wonder who made the international area codes. Probably America. Because we got number one. Number one. <laughs> so thank you,
1: Master Witch, for writing in. Other people that have written in to subscribe themselves to the new
0: newsletter... Is Anna's smile from Ohio? Blue skies from Mississippi. Rose song. These are all like two words. Rose song from Texas. J T from, from Michigan. Michigan, who was in the Master Hank class. Absolutely, has got questions for. Along that. with Fidget, yes, yes. Uh, Shy and sassy. Three words. Illinois and Jay Sun from <laughs> Ohio. Sorry, I was just Jason. <laughs> nice nice and
1: uh, speaking of Anna's smile um, hi Anna's smile in five days <laughs> I'll be beating you in some fashion or other I might just bite you a lot yeah, yeah. you don't always beat no I don't always beat you beat me I am going to beat you. I'm going to let Anna Smile watch while I beat you at Coke. We did just come back from the synergy. As I mentioned, we did meet the, meet the wonderful Miss Kayla, which I did not have the opportunity to beat because I am an idiot. And she said, are you going to be at the dungeon? And I thought, yeah. Not understanding that she might have been asking, are you going to be at the dungeon later? Because I'll be at the dungeon. Nice. And we also met the fantastic Dorian and Fenn. Nice. Who knows from the
0: podcast, but not from... Anything else? Anything else at all? Sweet, it's nice to meet new people. That was a good event. That was a good event. It was relaxing for us. Yes. Yeah.
1: Good job by the fantastic Nikki and her Travis. master
0: Travis. Mm-hmm. And um, which is funny because I was one of their judges at the GLLA Master Slave contest. And they still invited you to and present. And they still invited you well, to present. Well,
1: good for you. <laughs> So we got to talk about these bondage bonds and we bands. have to talk bands, bondage, bondage bands. bands. If you go to bondagebands.com, you'll find this fantastic thing. If you go to bondagebonds.com, you'll find nothing of value. <laughs> Never you. ever go there. Bondagebands.com, bands with an A. Cuz
0: they're bands. They're bands yeah. like the the wristbands. So the big thick except they they look very thick. Big, I'm going to tell um, They're in the,
1: the toy bag. I'm going to tell The fantastic people from Bondage Bands that my screwing up saying Bondage Bands so many times is Uh actually to get it in people's heads instead of Uh me just being an idiot.
0: You know, and there was someone else that was interested in getting a set. I forget who they were that we were talking to recently. So Was it some guy? I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember, but you know what? When you listen to the interview, you'll hear that we still haven't done it on my boobs yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can find someone that can... Do it to my boobs at Cope. <laughs> Good. We now just we haven't have had time. Because we have plenty <laughs> of time at Cope. Hey, thinking of, speaking
1: of people that won't be at Cope.
0: Who won't be at Cope?
1: Erotic Awakening is sponsored by K.J. Canes, home of the original designer, Glow in the Dark,
0: and Light Up Canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than canes. Check out the brand new kjcanes.com for a great selection of hand-poured low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics, such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more.
1: EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with the discount code DANANDON15. Head over to KJ canes now! 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 <laughs> so we're done, right?
0: I think we are. Oh, well, you said there
1: was some sort of poly thing. Oh, good Lord. So we have spent our entire Labor Day and the previous (sighs) week shopping, shopping, shopping. As uh, if you ever listen, if you happen to listen to EA podcast, Erotic Awakening Podcast 001. Mm -hmm. I believe that show is on polyamory.
0: That show is a polyamory roundtable. Yes. And it was. I only remember this because I started listening to our shows from show one again, <laughs> and that would have been six and a half, more than six and a half years ago. That would have been 300 and how many shows ago?
1: That would have been 373, well, we're on 373, so 372 shows ago. Right.
0: Six and a half years.
1: Yes. So uh, one of the people on that show was Karen. Karen. And as of this coming week or something, we will be picking up keys, moving like, into this big six bedroom house.
0: Tomorrow at 6 p.m. Is we that tomorrow? Is that coming up last okay. week? We closed on it last week, and it's an elderly couple and their mom that own the house at the moment. Well, not anymore. <laughs> so we gave them five extra days to move out of the house. So we actually pick up the keys tomorrow. And it's like our unicorn poly house. I mean, six and a half years ago, we had no goal. We had right. no goal for this. Right? We had no goal to, to move this far in the poly world. And um, somehow, recently, what? How long have we been looking? The last eight months? Yeah, yeah. Probably the last eight months. And we were looking for duplexes, right? So we are a V relationship. So we figured that duplex would work great. I need some private space. Karen needs some private space. Dan's just going to bounce back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> so, But the duplexes were being bought faster then yeah. we could put bids on them.
1: So we'll do a show about this whole thing and about why we decided to buy a house together and all that jazz soon. Mm-hmm. But, man, it just takes up a lot of energy getting it all set up. It takes up a lot day of day. energy.
0: We are sitting in the middle of boxes. I'll start packing the car tonight because we get the keys tomorrow night, and we can start moving stuff in before the big move. And um, we also spend our time over the weekend taking care of the space. yes. So. Uh,
1: and we'll talk more about that as we go as well, as that becomes closer and closer to being a real thing. It well, will be the greatest community space in the world, and you'll be able to get exclusive Erotic Awakening content by being a virtual space member. Ooh. And I just made that up right now. I
0: like that, but I like that So idea. I don't know whole, what Because the- we do have a virtual membership for people that are not... Close by, and we plan on doing YouTube y stuff. And, I mean, there's six of us. There's six of us that run it, and we're all presenters in our own right, and we've got stuff that we want to record. So, Absolutely. But you said when it becomes more real, this thing is real. Our, oh, yeah. our, our name's already on all the paperwork. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> so, we have um, some hundred plus cups uh, with the space mm-hmm. logo. By the way, if you are an Indigo uh, subscriber who uh, check your mail. You should have your cups and cards in the mail pretty soon. Nice. Give me till Wednesday, and then poke me.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, so the only thing that we're waiting on is to get the inside done so that we can get the doors open. But if you're at Cope, you are going to get a preview of what's going on. So, enough of that boodling around. You are now going to hear a fantastic
1: interview with Ember Nice about being a voyeur and what it's like to be a voyeur and all that jazz. Then you're going to hear even a, another fantastic interview with the creator of bondagebands.com, the professor, professor, and from there, you're going to hear some awesome music. Awesome. So Dawn, here we are still at the fantastic Synergy event in Lansing, Michigan, having a fantastic time. We are. And I see that the uh, the dungeon is waiting for us to be opened up. Are you going to watch people play today?
0: I will probably watch a little bit, yeah, I like the energy. So watching the energy between people.
1: Fantastic. Lucky for us tonight sitting with us is Ember on Ice. Ember, you have a, uh, a kink of interest to us. We, we had mentioned recently we we're looking for a voyeur and you said I identify as a voyeur of some sort? I said that.
2: I said I am uh, both a voyeur and an exhibitionist and uh, I kind of like to talk about myself So, here I am. (laughs) Well, that works out well. (laughs) Well, I got the exhibitionist part down, so, and I like to
0: watch every now and then, but Mm -hmm. it's not, I wouldn't call it a fetish of mine, so I could take it or leave it. I think it's
2: kind of fetishy for me. Yeah? Yeah. So, so tell me
1: what being a voyeur is, or what it means to you.
2: For me, um, well, I've always been very um, observational, just in life, Mm -hmm. and that, that carries through into my kink activities. I just like to watch people. And I really like to watch them have fun with each other and get off with each other. And uh, it's I'm, I'm gathering data for, ooh, I might want to try that later. But even if it's stuff that I don't want to try, I still like to watch it because of the, the energy that is going on and the, um, the sexiness, mm-hmm. you know. It, it gets to me.
1: Does it have to be something mm-hmm. that you... Personally, like for example, mm-hmm. flogging. I don't know. if Do you like flogging? I am a fan. Okay, so does it have to be something that you like flogging that you enjoy? For no. you to enjoy watching
2: it? No, not at all. Um, there's only been one scene that I've seen that I've seen <laughs> um, that I haven't liked, and it was just. I was going to ask yeah. about that if you had it. Yeah, it was so. at somebody's dungeon party at their house, and this particular paddle had nails coming out of it Mm -hmm. and there was blood and that was just too much for me and I went upstairs (laughs) Um, but most of the time even if it's I actually I'm having some trouble thinking of something that I don't like to watch (laughs) like something that I like to watch but wouldn't want to do so I haven't actually seen much in the way of CBT that would maybe come under that heading it might be kind of fun to watch Mm -hmm. but I don't want to really participate in that okay but since I haven't really seen it I'm just guessing,
1: right? When yeah. you talk now, when you talk about enjoying watching, now I like mm-hmm. sitting on the boardwalk at the beach and mm-hmm. people watching. But sure. are you talking about? Do you get a, a sexual um, charge out of watching? Yes, I do.
2: So is it different from? <laughs>
1: uh, so what's that like? What is that? What is that experience like for you?
2: What the wait. Are you asking what a sexual charge is like? Yeah, for you from watching.
1: But is it from watching, (laughs) is it a sexual, it's a different thing Um, than participating
0: in something?
2: Yeah, a lot of it has to do with my ability to project myself into what's going on. Okay. And, you know, I can imagine, because I'm switchy, I can imagine myself on both ends of Mm -hmm. the activity. And so, like, rope, for instance. I'm not actually rope-toppy very much, but I can still kind of imagine the rope going through my hands and tying up the fantastically wonderful human that's being tied and um then it's very easy to imagine being the fantastically wonderful person being tied right and um the just the idea of putting myself into a situation that is going on in front of me uh is exciting
1: Mm -hmm. what about do you do swing clubs at all
2: Mm, only on kink nights.
1: Okay, so do you ever watch... So we talk, So far we're talking about mm-hmm. kink. Do you ever watch oh. like people having the intercourse?
2: Having the intercourse. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, let's see. I have very limited experience with that, come to okay. think of it. I've had sex in front of people, but I haven't really watched other people have sex. I don't like porn because it's usually... Badly written and stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and my, my inner grammarian just freaks the right the fuck out. <laughs> you have to turn um, the sound off and make up your own words. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, then, and the visuals really aren't all that stimulating <laughs> yeah. for me either. Um, Why do you but, think
1: that is, though? If you're, well, because if you're it's a foyer, fake.
2: Because it's fake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, anything fake just gives me the willies. And not in a good way. Um, so watching actual... Okay. <sighs> Here's a good example. I used to live with a couple of roommates, and one of them um, was a rather predatory young man, and he would bring home his chicken, and uh, so there'd be these two hot men making out on my couch. Okay. Fuck, that's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was the kinkiest thing I'd done t- to date. Right. Like, this was 20 years ago. And uh, so watching that in person, and seeing the heat and seeing that they don't care that I'm there, they're just going to have at it. hmm Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good.
1: Do you ever find yourself um, masturbating while watching?
2: Um, well, okay, I've done that. Um, I have some friends who do a cam show, and they have had sex in front of me on cam, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be running the camera. There's not much to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, on, the, on on occasion, put my feet up on the bed where they're fucking mm-hmm. and had at myself. With, mm. uh, I think I took a vibrator one time, and another time it was just me and my hands. Okay. And, yeah, so there, I have done that. Okay. And that was that wasn't really exhibitionism on my part because the camera wasn't on me. Right. Right. Yeah. But you were and feeding they, into the voyeuristic yeah, part of it. Yeah. Because okay. watching that, yeah.
1: And that's the difference, I guess, between mm-hmm. with a cam show and a porn. A cam mm-hmm. show, you actually know that it's happening. It's actually. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, in this particular case, I was, you know, I was there in the room with them. Right. So, but yeah, I don't think I've actually watched cam shows, for, you know, from home, and had any particular reaction okay I think but, I need to be in the room
0: yeah so, it soo- yeah so it sounds like you feed off the energy yeah so and it just reminds me of the time that we went to um the swing house party mm. and it's, and I'm sitting in the recliner like oh there's six people on the wraparound couch this is Ooh. gonna be great right I'm in the <laughs> recliner we're, we're brand new and instead while they're touching each other they're also talking about what went on that day oh And blah blah blah. So it was like very physical. While they remember to
2: get the dry cleaning, yeah, sort of thing. (laughs) How's
0: your kid doing? You know, just so it's just a very everyday talk while they're having sex. And then so I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm not a voyeur because this really isn't doing it for me. (laughs) And then I went downstairs where they had a little dungeon set up in the basement, Mm -hmm. and I watched two people interact with each other that were fully clothed. Mm -hmm. One was blindfolded and the energy the clothes never came off mm-hmm. but the energy of them playing together yeah. that i can watch
2: yeah so there so, you go i guess that's yeah. it for me so i never the, really thought of it that
1: way
0: huh yeah. so it's do not the
1: physical you, so in kinkland of course everybody has the consent hammer oh consent 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 mm-hmm. do you ever find that being a voyeur ch- challenges consent
2: um in my Regular life where I'm watching people all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay,
2: because I never ask them, right? <laughs> um, you know, I like to hang out at the airport. Okay, not hang out when I have <laughs> need to go to the airport <laughs> I like the waiting period because I can watch all the people right um And I does that count as warriorism. I don't know because That's not something that turns me on you know physically sexually, but it, it, it excites my brain mm-hmm. I make up stories about everybody. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> and um and I, I don't really think you need people's consent for that, come to think of it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, if if I were outside of a room watching people who didn't know I was watching, yeah, that would be a little skeevy.
1: But is that a different that kink would, altogether? I mean, is that the erotic part of watching and not know you're being watched, and not people don't know you're watching?
2: Yeah, that sounds consent- smashing. Right. That sounds bad. <laughs>
1: and that doesn't sound like something that would be enticing for you. That doesn't
2: If you can contrive it in such a way that that consent has happened before. <laughs> okay. But they don't necessarily know when it's going to happen. Like, you know, like, you know, you guys are going to have sex at some point mm-hmm. in the next, you know, 48 hours and you've consented that I get to watch that. But you don't know which session it's going to be <laughs> that yeah, I'm watching. Right. That would be okay with me, nice. consent-wise. Yeah. Okay. And now I want to do that. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I think we can arrange that. The exhibition is part of me. Is like, we oh. live in the same town, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean, just for myself, when I
1: go through, if I'm walking around a swing club, I always feel mm-hmm. funny to stop, even though it's a swing club and you've left the door open, which is kind of the indicator right. of you're allowed to it's watch. Okay to watch yeah. I always feel a little funny stopping and, and watching. It huh. just feels like maybe that there should be some express permission, but that's really maybe. not true.
2: I, I, you know what? That sounds to me like maybe you have those feelings because of the body that you have, um, with the maleness and all. Oh. Um, because I know at swing clubs, they have all these heightened rules for men. Yes. Particularly if you're there by yourself, um, because they assume you're creepy. Whereas, as a woman, I'm not seen so much as a threat. Right. I'm seen as a commodity, which is horrifying. Um, but, you know, but I, I have more freedom to watch, because I'm not seen as a predator. Huh. But That could be true. Yeah. 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 And I no, 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 I'm, I'm stuck yeah. on the fact mm-hmm. that when...
1: Anybody goes to a swing club, they're either a creeper or a commodity. Neither right. one is really all that interesting. Uh, so. No, no,
2: I'm not a fan. Yeah,
1: um, very cool. So, one last question for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. What would do you have any fantasies about watching things that you haven't had a chance to watch? Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> Oh, she's thinking, she's thinking. It's so hard to come up with
2: answers like that on the spur of the moment. It's like when, a, a, you know, they're interviewing for, for a job and they say, what's your greatest weakness? Right. I have no weaknesses. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Um, hmm. Maybe not. No, I mean, I can't really think of anything that would okay. be impossible. I mean, I, I think... If something popped into my head as a, hey, I'd like to watch that. I, you
0: know
1: Go enough people,
2: that I hopefully make that happen. Right. Okay. <laughs> and well. I, I'm not, I don't have particular feelings of shame around anything, so it's not like I have to work through some some shit to right. make anything happen. Okay. I just, I think it's fun to watch people and if they're having fun too, yay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Are there any resources or such that you would recommend if somebody said, if I said to you, you know, I want to start being a voyeur but I don't want to be creepy (laughs) about it or I don't know how to, you know, get started. Are there any resources that you're aware of?
2: Well, I'd say for me anyway, my voyeurism was fed by um, reading material. Okay. (laughs) And I know some people are not readers, but for me, reading erotica and writing it is very much like voyeurism, you know, because you're peeking into a little world and they don't really know you're there and they being the characters in the book for the story and uh, so doing that my entire life and for the last 30 years, TOU violation um, it's been the the sexy kind Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, that that has fed that taste in me of watching things from afar, you know, um, So that I don't, you know, so I don't know that there okay. are resources really.
1: But that's a good way to get. But, that's how you got started. At least. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you one more
1: question. I apologize. Mm-hmm. If does being a voyeur require that you're not a? So let me. Here's the scenario in mind, right? If Dawn came over, she started giving me head, right? And you're sitting here watching, right? <laughs> if I turned over and made eye contact with you, ah. does that break the voyeur wall that you want to maintain, or is that because now, not only are you just as if you're a participant, yeah. now you're a direct participant. Yeah.
2: I think that, for me, would depend. Like, in, if it's you guys, actually, that might be kind of hot. because <laughs> I like you guys. <laughs> um, but if it were someone I were, I, that I didn't feel comfortable with, then I wouldn't like that. So I think that's a very individual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I were at uh, a swingers club, even for a kink night, if some strangers were over there having sex and one of them tried to draw me in by making eye contact, I, I, that would not be okay. Right, I would flee.
1: <laughs> so flee. It's a th- run away, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Amber.
1: Thank you very, Amber on Ice. Thank you very much for being on the podcast today. We appreciate your information. And uh, I don't think there's any reason to wait forty eight hours. We we'll just let me hit stop on this thing. We will just go at it right now.
2: <laughs> Yay! Wait a minute. What a-
1: So Dawn, you know how legendarily bad I am with rope. I, we've had <laughs> wonderful teachers try and teach me how to do a single column tie,
0: and it just doesn't work out. And there's a video of you trying to do it to Benny Hill Music. Absolutely. So that Which, says about the level.
1: <laughs> so what we I have in my hand, I have something called a bondage band. And I'm not exactly sure how we're going to use it, although we did use it a little bit already. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, we have the professor on the, and if I understand correctly, professor, you are the creator of the bondage band.
3: This is true. And thanks very much for having me on, folks.
1: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what a bondage band is.
3: A bondage band is a non-latex, non-allergenic band. It's not designed to tie you to anything. It's designed for quick, spontaneous play in a hotel, etc. When you're out with your sweetheart, you're away for the weekend, and you don't want to answer all those odd questions from customs or the maid or the cleaning lady of why you have cuffs and 40 feet of rope with you everywhere you go, like Batman. This is designed for something you can carry discreetly on your keychain, or on the mirror of your truck or in your luggage and it won't get spotted by customs with metal detectors and used for very safe, quick, simple tie bondage or breast play. That's why I built it.
1: So I've just put a, um, one of the bands on Don's wrists
0: and you're uh, how immobilized are you? I'm pretty immobilized. I mean, if I struggled enough, I might be able to get out, but I but. got really tired. Th- <laughs> <laughs> really tiny. Okay. She cannot stop me from tickling her. That's the true test. So, <laughs> see, but I got really tiny hands. So just so. leave them on. Okay. Yes, um,
1: sir. so these are they're how would you describe them to someone who hadn't seen them before? I kind of said, are they like rubber bands? And was told no, no, they're not like rubber bands. How would you describe them?
3: I would describe it as a it's a high tech polymer. And what it's designed to do, you, like Dawn said, she could get out. It's designed to keep you safe so you can escape if you need for a safe issue. You can get out. It won't make your hands numb, et cetera. It's designed for beginning to intermediate players who want to dabble or spend a weekend enjoying, but they don't have the luxury of packing cuffs. Um, they don't want to explain it to their in-laws, et cetera, et cetera. It's designed to make it safe and fun. And like I said, they're made of a high-tech new age polymer, which are practically impossible to break. You can break them, but you'll break your wrist first. But they're easy to cut, and you can wash them and keep them clean with soap and water. So I would describe them, it's sort of like comparing that to a rubber band. It's sort of like comparing a grape to a bowling ball.
1: So Dawn's got hers on now, and we've got her to, we're using one band to uh, bring her wrist together. Uh, I suppose I could do feet,
3: too. You could definitely do feet. I mean, I've, I've used them very successfully with uh, the submissive face down with her hands banded behind her back and her feet banded together. And they're not going anywhere. You could get out of it if you really, really fought. But, I mean, for safety, you should be able to get out of anything anyway in case your dom has a heart attack or decides to run to the corner store for whatever and leaves you there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's designed for fun, safe play.
1: And you'd mentioned, I heard you say something about breasts earlier.
3: Oh, yeah. My girl is a double D girl, God bless her. And we use those very successfully for breast bondage. I can't, I can do rope as well, but I am not a Boy Scout on acid. Like some people just go crazy with these things and they're amazing to watch. But for quick play, you put these around a breast. It takes a little work to get them on. But when they're on, they're snug. They remain snug. They work very instantaneously to bring that breast to attention and they're fantastic for BDSM breastplate. Okay. I love them. The girls love them for that.
1: So walk me through how I can do this on a breastplate. I have a breast in front of me and I have a bondage band in my
3: hand. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. What you have to do first off is you literally have to tuck the breast through it and you have to gently, and you can use baby powder if you need to, but you have to gently just Pull the breast through it, nipple first, of course, and at that point, uh, you'll find that it'll be a little tough to get on, but that's part of the joy. Because at the end of it, when it's actually on and around that breast, Dawn is going to love it. It takes a little work. My girl's double D, and it took us a few seconds to get it on. But we don't have to carry on 20 feet of rope, and I don't have the embarrassment of pretending to tie her breast with rope and having it slip off and looking like a twit. So this works far better than rope for fellows like myself.
1: And I can certainly understand that. I agree with you. Rope on breast, and I'm sure that there's people out there, great answer and such skilled at doing it, but that's not my thing.
3: Not my thing either.
0: It's frustrating to me when the the rope is – What? So it's frustrating to me when the rope is put on and then it just kind of slides off because I kind of like cupcake boobs.
3: Exactly. And this will give you, that's a beautiful term. Can I borrow that? This will will give you cupcake boobs. It just takes a little bit to put them on. You stretch them over your hand, open it up with your hand so it's nice wide as possible. Put the breast through. You may need a little cooperation from your girl. You wouldn't be able to put this on with, you know, her struggling and fighting. But once it's on, she's going to be a very happy lady.
1: Very cool.
0: We will give that a little more try later.
3: And you said baby powder might help the process as well. Baby powder helps the process, but mostly it's just about stretching. You literally have to stretch it open, and it is made to be snug, and it's made to stay snug. It's not going to lose its elasticity over time like a rubber band would, for example. This is polymer. It's not going to have that happen. And once you stretch it on with a little bit of work, it doesn't take more than a minute with a little bit of practice like anything else. Once it's on, Don is going to be very, very happy because it will maintain a snugness and it's wide and thick enough. It won't cut off circulation, but it'll feel very intense.
1: So, Don, you've had the wrist ones on since we've, had, since we've been having this conversation. What's right. your feel?
0: So,
3: well, I, I kind of like it. Nothing's gone numb.
0: So, there's no um, like discoloration of the hands. The hands are kind of pink, but that's about it because the way it's tied or the way it's around my wrist, it doesn't really push like on the, the pulse points, I guess.
3: Exactly. It's wide enough that it doesn't do
0: that. Right. Yeah, and you could, you've you definitely got plenty
1: of movement. Yeah, but, but it's
0: still a struggle to get out. I mean, like I said, I, I'm. it's definitely tight enough.
1: So, something that if you wanted to eel out of it, you could if you wanted to.
0: If I wanted to. But where would the fun in that be? I know. I know.
1: So, so uh, Professor, you've got the bondage bands. Do you have other things you're cooking up?
3: Oh, I've cooked up some very interesting things. I also own a website. I don't know if you want me to m- plug it right now or not, but I own a, uh, it, a couple it. of them. Plug it. Plug it. Instanthell.com. Literally like it sounds. InstantHell.com. there's a pause on the other end is what is instant hell hello
1: yep we're still uh, see i, I yep. can't
3: um instant hell is basically the only it's the newest liquid um insertable for bdsm play there's never been anything like it i patented that one i actually patented both of them but instant hell was the one that made my lawyer scratch his head going you want to do what i'm like yes i do I'm sort of like a crazy version of Wiley e. Coyote where he disappears in the lab, except I don't buy everything from Acme. I build it myself. So.
0: Nice, nice. <laughs> so it's kind of neat to be that creative.
3: It's good to be creative and kinky and have willing people to practice on. And that's the beautiful part of it. So.
1: Nice. Very cool. So how do I get a, a hold of my own bondage band? Well, I've got my own bondage bands, but what if our <laughs> listeners want to get a hold of some bondage you're bands? You're
3: special. If everybody else wants one, they need to go to the website, <laughs> bondagebands.com, just like it sounds, mm-hmm. bondagebands.com. And, um, we definitely, um, keep your information secret and safe and all kinds of good stuff like that. We, we understand play too. So you nobody ever sells your mailing list. Nobody ever sees any of that stuff. And, um, it has no problem getting through customs. It mails in a flat envelope. Nobody would ever know what you're ordering. It comes discreetly, and we're very reasonable at twenty dollars for a pair, because mm-hmm. these will last you for years. So,
0: and that's very it's, reasonable. I mean, gosh.
3: It's, we, the whole point is to be you know I'm all about the frugal dorm. I love people who spend big bucks on their play, and I admire it. But the essence of what I believe we are as a community. Are people wanting to do kinky things without breaking the bank? Because right. it's what they are. You right. shouldn't need to be a billionaire to play.
0: Exactly. So, and I, so, I, I like that they're different. It's really hard to find different stuff. So.
3: Well, I, I built this literally because of two things, and I don't know if you want to hear about that. I built it because a friend of mine was a teacher and she was away on a kinky weekend with her boyfriend. They were talking about getting married and everything else. And he had bought a whole bunch of zap straps to play with. You know, those things the police use to tie you up with. Yep. Yep. And um, all is good and all is well. And they're playing fun and all is safe. And he cuts them off because those you have to cut off. And he leaves a couple laying on the floor when they go for brunch. He comes back and they are met by the uniform constabulary who want to know if she's okay and want to know if she's there under her own steam and duress, or if he's holding her hostage because the cleaning lady found these on the floor and freaked right out. And she was a teacher. So she was all paranoid and they almost had to phone her family to verify that they knew she was safe and she was found and she was, you know, whatever, because he had left this laying on the floor. Now you could do that with advance, You could. But it would probably not arouse as much attention as half-cut zap straps laying all over the, the floor of the bedroom. You know,
1: right,
3: right. That's like this—it's literally to be discreet. You can't take cuffs through customs, even with metal buckles on. You can't take you can't take silicone fake cuffs through customs without somebody looking at this, going, "What are these for?" Because they look like handcuffs. This doesn't do that. This is totally discreet. I've had girls walk through airport security, and I'm not saying hide anything from airport security, but wearing this on their wrists like a bracelet, they were fine. Nobody cared. Nobody noticed. I have one Dom who's professional who uses it for play. And when he travels, he wraps his socks with it in his luggage. Customs opens up his luggage, looks at it and goes, Meh. never, never gives it a second thought because it looks like it's designed to hold his socks, you know, big bottles of socks for traveling. We, I built it to be discreet, cheap. Fun and sensible and hygienic. You can wash them with soap and water. You can cut them if you got to get out of them. I my girls love them. That's why I bought it for the community.
0: Very cool. So and you know what? You said something about wearing them on your wrist and nobody notices. I put them on my this, wrist and they just look like the wide bands that a lot of people wear.
1: Sure. Somebody would look at and, that and say, "Oh, is that one of those? Uh, what would Jesus do?" And you'd be like, "Not eh, quite. Not exactly."
3: And, them one girl wears them literally in her anklet and I mean imagine you're off driving around with your sweetheart and you find a back country road like I'm walking down a country road right now talking to you and you decide you want to play well to be spontaneous but you want to do some bondage you know you want to put her hands or his hands behind her back how do you do this you carry cuffs you want to use your belt this hangs on your mirror five seconds that person's not going to want to go anywhere they're tied up they're not going to go anyplace and you can do whatever you want and have a heck of a lot of fun and nobody is the wiser somebody comes up and walks up on you she can slip her hand out of that with a bit of force but she can do it she couldn't do that with cuffs and there's no more explaining to do we have enough people judge what we do in this lifestyle i'm trying to make it discreet but still fun
1: well professor thank you very much for uh sharing with us it's uh, we're having fun playing with them, and uh, we hope other people take the opportunity to check them out as well. Tell me again where I can get them.
3: BondageBands.com, just like it sounds, BondageBands.com, one word. And um, we're very reasonable at 20 bucks for a pair of two, and they'll last you for years. And if you love them, tell us. If you love to hate them, tell us that too. We want to know everything you think about them when you order.
1: Thanks very much on. for having me All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty
0: Pleasure State Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month. I can't do the robot thing. <laughs> Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8pm with a party immediately following. You can catch the Guilty Pleasure
2: Stage
0: Show doo, 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 at the Blue Pickle in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. You kind of petered out. <laughs>
1: it did. I actually yeah,
0: <laughs> The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8pm at the room at the Columbus Insight Center.
1: Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all Announcements and discussions. Oh, you got serious there. Fucking serious business. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, right